Hello and welcome back to episode 24 of Football Chants and Rants with the Plants with Dad and Daughter, with me, Lauren. And me, Graham. Well, we've had the winners. The winners have been announced. Liverpool have been crowned champions after 30 year wait for a top flight title. What do you reckon, Dad? Well deserved? Oh yeah, totally deserved. Yeah, they definitely deserved it. So we thought we just actually, we've got to talk about Liverpool. The fact that, like I said, they've been crowned champions. Seven matches left and things could only get better actually, potentially. They've got City's 100 point total for a season. That's their target. So Liverpool could still potentially break that because they're on 86 points. Also, there's still a possibility that they're going to have the most wins in a season. The record is 32. At the moment, they're on 28 wins, two draws and one defeat. They could maybe beat the most home wins, 18 matches, most away wins. Uh, the biggest winning margin is 19 points. So a lot of people will be like, oh, Liverpool season's over. But they're going to try and break as many records as they can. Jurgen Klopp, I suppose we could we should talk about him. He's had four seasons at the club. They finished fourth, then fourth, then obviously second last year, and now first. So he's done a fantastic job, hasn't he? Yeah, I'm sure he's, well, he's done an amazing job, yeah. And during his time, he signed Mo Salah, Sadio Mane, obviously Alisson, Van Dijk, whilst also improving John Henson, Trent Alexander-Arnold. And apparently Klopp is the only Liverpool manager since Kenny Dalglish with a win percentage over 60%. I've named some of the big, big signings that he's made. Who's been Liverpool standout player this season, would you say? It's hard to say. I think they've played very well as a team, actually. Mm-hmm. They've, uh, I think Henderson, probably, I would say. I just think he's... Uh, Really stepped up and contributed a lot this year, going you know up the pitch and defending, and I think probably Henderson actually. Oh, okay. Um, for me, it's Van Dijk. I think since they signed him, it was either him or Allison. Because I think last season attacking they were fantastic, but you know when they had Mignolet and go and uh, the players around him, the defenders around Van Dijk for me have stepped up. Lovren, for example, has got better, even though last season a lot of people were uh, ripping into him. So, and how do you see next year going? Um, well, I think, yeah, you got to fancy Liverpool and City to be the leading two. Chelsea seem to be coming pretty good yeah. and Man United, they're playing pretty good at the moment. Seem to be, uh, if they can keep Fernandes and Pogba yeah. together Martial. in the team, Martial get a hat-trick. So, yeah, I think... Going to be tighter than this season. Yeah, you would hope so, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, congrats to Liverpool. Well deserved. So, we're going to have some rants to kick off. Who's your rant? What's your first rant about? Uh, well, sticking on the subject of Liverpool, just a bit of a shame. Some of the celebrations got a bit leery, mm-hmm. I suppose, the lockdown and all the stuff. It was almost a bit inevitable, I suppose, but still mm. a bit of a shame, really. So um, as much as it's uh, all fantastic news, just a, just a little mini rant about that. Yeah, fair enough. Maybe got things got a bit out of hand. Like you said, I think it kind of was a bit inevitable. How did you celebrate when Blackburn Rovers won? Uh, well, I was in Minor, actually, and um, <laughs> nothing much. It wasn't very Larry at all. <laughs> no, no flares? Literally grabbed no flares at all. <laughs> Only the ones I was wearing, probably, back in those <laughs> oh days. Oh, my God. No, you didn't wear flares. No, no. <laughs> I just went out for a pint and then got a curry, actually. <laughs> pint and a curry. Very simple. Yeah, you should tell the Liverpool fans to do that a little bit more often, pint and curry. Um, so mine, oh, mine's about unnecessary facial hair. For example, the goatee. I don't know if you noticed that Deli Alley has been rocking a goatee. Yeah, I've seen that, actually. Terrible. Really not. I'm not all for the goatee at all. Trent Alexander-Arnold, I think he's also rocking the goatee. So for me, it's unnecessary facial hair that this week I'm like, no, I completely get the barnets and the hairs have been going a bit crazy, but the goatee is a trend that I'm not up for. However, I do really like Mike Dean's beard. What are you saying about the beard? I didn't notice that, actually. I mean, you should have. It's huge. 
Uh, what do you reckon, beard, goatee, or clean shaven? Clean shaven. Oh crikey, okay, traditional. I'm I'm going actually to be fair. Mm, I quite like beard. I like quite Giroud's beard. Can you think of any many famous footballers that have had a full on beard? Uh, not really, no. No, when I was thinking about it, I thought maybe only Tim Howard. He's someone, and there used to be someone who played for Aston Villa. Mm. I remember they had a massive beard. But um, Mike Dean, he might have just started a massive trend that is going to be uh, beardy. Mm. Beardy for the footballers. So I'm saying no to the goatee, unfortunately. Sorry, Deli Ali. Right, into the Premier League. So obviously we've mentioned that um, Liverpool are champions because of the result that happened with Chelsea against City, 2-1 to Chelsea. Fantastic match that was on Thursday night. And I think we both agreed that it was probably the best match since the lockdown has finished and the plays resumed. City actually dominated possession, but they really just didn't have anything going forward without a focal point, without Aguero. And I think what summed up City's season so far is defensive errors. It's something that they're all aware of. They've lost, I think, more games they have already this season than the two last seasons put together. So, um, yeah, they, they this is their eighth defeat so far this season. And you've got to give it to Chelsea. They didn't have all the possession, but they knew how to get them on the counter-attack. Pulisic played really, really well. And he seems to be a great player to have now back fit. William penalty, um, but we watched it live. How about De Bruyne's free kick? Oh, fantastic. Oh, yeah, yeah. World class, like unstoppable. So we all appreciated that. It was a great match to watch as um, someone in between who doesn't support either team. So Chelsea, fantastic result for them and definitely looking like they're going to stick to top four. Yeah, I think so, yeah. Think Still fancy Wolves sneaking up there. They're on a good run. Yep, they are for sure. Leicester, I think maybe Leicester might drop out, maybe Wolves go in. But um, the last two matches from the Premier League that I was going to pick out, Man U against Sheffield United, 3-0. Man U, really comfortable. Marshall Hattrick, he's really confident at the moment. We watched him play. Links well with Bruno Fernandes. We mentioned him. First time that Paul Popper and Fernandes have actually started the game together. Both seem to be linking up really well and not the best start for the Blades, actually. They've only got one point out of um, no goals, actually, from the last three Premier League games, saying that they did just score against in the FA Cup, but um, frustratingly lost 2-1 to Arsenal. So Man United, we talked about how confident they are at the moment. Three goals and a clean sheet. Ole Gunnar uh, Solskjaer must be very happy with that. And then the last match that I picked out from the Premier League, Villa against Wolves. A very tight match, actually. Again, one that you'd think Villa, after picking up a point midweek, would have gone on. But unfortunately, Wolves got the 1-0 win. Adama Traore and Jimenez again. That partnership seems to be working really well. They won their first three matches back since lockdown, like you said. Might be sneaking into the top four. Saying that their last three matches were against West Ham, Bournemouth and Villa. But then you could argue those are three teams that are desperate to stay up. And yet, they've managed to get three wins. Um, their next match is actually going to be against Arsenal. Wolves against Arsenal. That'd be really interesting. And again, worrying signs for Villa. Maybe slightly over-dependent on Jack Grealish. And they've not really got a proper goal threat without Wesley being injured. So, worrying times for Villa. A lot of those bottom teams actually haven't really started back uh, full fitness or just maybe a little bit slow off the mark. So, those were the three matches that I picked out from the Premier League. So it's the championship, so it's kind of a three three things going on. The promotion, then playoffs, and then relegation. So promotion leads, uh, so the fourth win in five games, 3-0 at home to Fulham. And when you look through the stats, didn't see the highlights, when you look through the stats, look quite a close game, actually. 
Fulham had 57% possession, had more shots than Leeds. So 3-0 sounded like it flattered Leeds, mm. but that's exactly what you need to do if you uh, don't necessarily dominate, but win 3-0, then that's absolutely fine. So leaves them eight points clear a third, so looking pretty safe, actually. And then the playoffs uh, from 6th to 12th, five points between seven teams at the moment, so going to be really close. One of the big matches from two playoff contenders was Preston-Cardiff, which Cardiff won 3-1. Takes them up to six and pushes Preston out of the top six. So that was a really important match. A couple of late goals from Mendes, Lang and Glatzel. So yeah, 82nd minute, it was one apiece. So cracking win for Cardiff. And they've won their last three matches. Derby, the ones actually were starting to sneak up. They're suddenly into eighth place. Three points off the playoffs. On a really good run, actually, Derby. Won four of the... Uh, in fact, they've won the last four matches. Uh, Rooney got a penalty, so um, starting to look up for Derby. Matt D, they could be a contender now in eighth, uh, only three points off, so they could be a contender to get into the playoffs. Uh, and Bristol City's bad run continues. They lost at home 2-1 to Sheffield Wednesday, so they're 12th, probably the last team that you would say have got a chance of those seven that are um, in that bunch looking to get into the playoffs. In terms of relegation, a couple of good matches in the relegation battle. There was a cracking match, actually, Birmingham-Hull. Mm. Hull kicked off and they were 2-0 up fairly quick. Then it was 3-2 for Birmingham, then back to 3-3, so a really good match. Luton having a crack. They won 1-0 at Swansea and unbeaten in the last five matches. So they're starting to, to look good. But the one that was always going to be a, a win was uh, Neil Warnock's first match as Middlesbrough manager. His 16th team that he's managed wow. <laughs> since 1980. And they won 2-0. It's like signing Messi, I reckon. Getting Warnock <laughs> on there. There's no way, no way under the sun that Middlesbrough will go down no, and won it there. So Fletcher and Taverna scored. Taverna scored. So a really good win for them. And last one, Wigan. Uh, Wigan are uh, on a roll. Six clean sheets in a row. Wow, me. wow. Beat Blackburn 2-0. And, well, they're just brilliant. It looks like they're out of, uh, out of the drop zone, you would think. Yeah, well done, Wigan. If you... Going by their form and things like that, just I know it's still about seven, however many matches left. Talking about getting into the playoffs, anyone you're thinking might swap and change or on form? Who would you say is going to get up there? Well, it looks like Brentford, Fulham are sl- slipping a little bit. They've still got seven point gap though to seventh. Mm. So probably Brentford, Fulham, Forest looks to be nailed on. So yeah, between those seven, Derby seem to have the momentum with those four in a row. The rest of them are all over the place really. Bristol haven't won for five matches. Blackburn have won one in five. So you've got to, you've got to think Derby, actually. Preston have lost four out of the last five matches. Crikey. Jeez. So it's going to be very, te- uh, very close, as it always is, actually. In the yeah, no, it's exciting. Right, we're going to have a few more rants. Come on, then. What's been be in your bonnet this week? Uh, I think the, well, social distancing, the whole, what a weird thing that is on the pitch when they start off with good intentions, touching elbows from a yeah. distance, and then within 10, 15 minutes, they're hugging, kissing, and yeah. all <laughs> kissing over the each place. Other's necks, yeah. So, I mean, I'm not sure what on earth they've been asked to do or told to do. Or Well, no, because I don't, it's obviously physically impossible for them to socially distance on a football pitch. Like when you're marking someone, you can't be two meters away from them. So, I don't think they've been asked to socially distance on the football pitch. But then, like you say, I don't know. You well, make, don't a, know. make a point not to handshake, but then also they will handshake throughout the matches where they're like celebrating and then. They look a bit awkward, don't they? So they just need a bit of discipline. I think they either just make their minds up, somebody give them, you know, 
because uh, you know they should be disciplined. Mm. They've got uh, some tough managers out there. They should be telling them what to do. The managers seem to be behaving so themselves. So you don't like the old um, elbow? I don't mind elbow. the elbow, but then it but turns then... from elbow to kiss to hug. <laughs> Just a bit too much for me, really. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit, a bit ranty about that. Okay, fair enough. Actually, I was going to mention that last week. Mine's slightly different, actually. I think it's based off an article that I was reading in the newspaper. And uh, I just think the statistics and the prices are so crazy. Space gets about Mesa Ozil, obviously at Arsenal. COVID situation means there's nine players on the bench. So you've got nine players on the bench for Arsenal, and he's not on there. Even in the FA Cup match today versus Sheffield United, he was not on there. Roughly paid sixteen million pounds a year, three hundred and fifty thousand pounds a week, and he's not even on the bench. I mean, what's he doing all week? I don't actually know. Like some people are saying, well, he might just be happy. He's got it. He's got it good. I mean, he's not having to play. He's got three hundred fifty thousand pounds a week. Obviously, Arteta seems to favour Genduzi, Maitland Niles, but for me, those aren't two players that are like fantastic. I mean, yeah, I think he did try him out at the beginning, but it's not seemed to click. And as a result, Arsenal, do you think they need to get rid of him? Uh, Yes. It is embarrassing for Arsenal Football Club that they've got someone who they're paying that much money for that is sitting on the bench. I mean, it's ridiculous. So for me, Messer Ozil, he's got to go. (laughs) Right, Barnet of the Week time. Who have you got? We've had some amazing lockdown barnets that we've been appreciating. And um, who is your barnet of the week? One name, Fred. So, <laughs> Fred, if you look on the statistics, he's uh, five foot six tall. His hair's going up. It's not going sideways or no. longer. It's going in the direction of up. He was five <laughs> foot six. I think if you did it on his hair, he's about six foot four now. <laughs> six foot four. Yeah, Fred. Okay, Fred from Man United. Good player, actually. He's coming. He's doing yeah, well he's now. doing quite well, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I have noticed his hair's going slowly further and further up. Interesting, it's not going sideways. He's not going for the afro. No, I don't know what he's doing, but he's, he wants to get taller, I think. Yeah, okay, fair enough. Might head with the ball. Um, mine, I've gone for wool striker, Diego Jota. I mean, he's got very curly hair. It's getting curlier and curlier. Quite tight curls, actually. And people on Twitter have been comparing him. He's a bit of a merge between Rizzo out of Greece. Not sure if that's wasted on you. Did you watch Greece? Oh, a long time ago. Oh, crikey. Rizzo, a.k.a. Frizzo, or Maggie Simpson. Oh, yeah, I recognise her. Yeah. yeah, the baby off the Simpsons. So for me, Diego Jota, yeah. I mean, if you haven't seen it, it's quite impressive, actually. Some people were saying you got to get it cut, but I don't mind it, actually. For me, lockdown Barnet. I think Diego Jota can keep the curly locks. Right, ones to watch. These are some matches that are coming up. There's so much football on at the moment. Who have been your matches, ones to watch? I've got championship, then I've got uh, a non-championship. So mm-hmm. championship, I've got a mixture. Playoffs, there's three matches that include all those playoff sort of place teams this week. So... You've got Millwall, Swansea, Preston Derby and Forest, Bristol City all playing each other during the midweek. So three six-pointers, that'll be interesting. And then an East Coast Derby for the relegation, so Hull versus Middlesbrough. And uh, there's no doubt there, Warnock's superstars will probably win that again. So, uh, But that'll be a tough match as well. And the last one is uh, a best from the West uh, one to watch, which is tomorrow night, so uh, Monday. Wembley, there'll be nobody there, that'll be interesting, but Wembley 
Uh, 7.30 kickoff, Exeter, Northampton, and League 2 playoff. They shared the spoils when they played each other, so Northampton won at their ground, 2 nothing. Exeter won at St James's Park, 3-2. Because there's no uh, Glastonbury, Chris Martin won't be at Glastonbury. He'll be at Wembley, I would imagine, <laughs> if, he's, if he's allowed. He's an Exeter City fan. <laughs> yeah, that's Along true. with Adrian Edmondson. So, uh, good luck to Exeter. Good luck to both teams. That'll be a good uh, good one to watch. It is a shame, though, isn't it? It's going to be behind closed doors. Yeah, big shame, but uh, it is. Nothing you can do about it. And then my ones to watch, Premier League... Tuesday night, 8.15pm, I've gone for Brighton against Man U, both teams that have actually started really well since um, the lockdown's eased and things like that and the football's resumed, so I'm thinking I'm thinking a draw, I'm going to say a draw for that, Brighton against Man U, a bit out there, and then same time but Thursday night, 8.15pm, it's a biggie, Man City against Liverpool, obviously Liverpool are going to want to, well they're going to want to make it even tougher for Man City make it harder for them to face the fact that they've come in second. What do you reckon Man City against Liverpool? City aren't going to want them to win at the Etihad, obviously. I'm not sure. If they, they've not got Aguero, of course, he's still injured. Mm. So and that defensively. Might, yeah, I might just give it to uh, Liverpool. You maybe. reckon they might win? Yeah, maybe, yeah. Okay, so that's been episode 24. We've picked out some of the matches from this week. They're literally pretty much matches on every day and every night. There's a lot of football. We've waited so long for it and now it's coming, it's floods. But we love it and we love it all being back. So that's it for this week. We'll be back with some more football chants and rants with the plants. We'll see you then.